Today is February the 24th. What do I do when Jesus' words make people angry? Let's find out together as we study Jesus' use of parables. As we work through reading through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Matthew chapter 13, the first 43 verses, Mark chapter 4, the first 34 verses, and Luke 7, 36 to 8, 18. Here in these paragraphs that repeat between Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we see how it is that Jesus first began to use parables. Now, a parable is an interesting thing. I don't know what you've learned about parables. I learned that it was a way to explain something better, a kind of an object lesson. I've heard parables called a, a, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. All of that may be true, but it's interesting what Scripture says. Jesus' purpose in using parables was. First of all, a parable itself consists of three things. First of all, there's a story. In the story, frequently, it's just not even a fiction story. It's just something that happens in daily life. Here in Matthew 13, a man went out to sow his seed. And like farmers in Israel, he cast the seed around. Some of it fell on land that had not been prepared. Some of it fell where the farmer wanted it to fall. The seed that fell on land that hadn't been prepared was lost. Uh, It either sprouted and died or birds came and ate it. The seed that fell on good ground gave fruit. That's a botany lesson. The disciples came to Jesus afterward and said, What was that? Jesus said, Ah, I talked about three grounds. I talked about rocky soil where there's just a little bit of dirt. The the seed sprouts, but then it dies. That is like when God's word begins to take root in a person's life, but the cares of his life snatch it away. Part of the seed fell on the path that leads to the field. That's beaten down. It's hard. Seed didn't even penetrate the ground. Birds came and ate it. That's like what happens when the, uh, uh, God's word isn't even received. And then part of the seed fell on ground that the farmer just didn't have time to plow. There were still weeds that were there. The seed sprouted and it grew up, but so did the weeds, and the weeds choked the life out of the seed. That's like when God's word takes root in your life but there's just too many other things going on. Oh, 
but there are three good grounds as well. The seed fell on that good ground. One good ground produced 30 to 1, one produced 60 to 1, and one produced 100 to 1. Jesus said this whole parable is about how you receive God's word. The disciples sit back and say, oh, now we see in the parable the story. We see in the parable the point of comparison. The seed is God's word. The soil is our heart. And we see in the parable, every parable has a punchline. The punchline of this parable is what comes in 13.9. If you have ears to hear, listen. That's what the whole parable is about. Accepting and understanding, listening to God's word. But then Jesus gives the purpose for the parables. Jesus in verse 11 says, You're permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. They'll have an abundance of knowledge. But to those who aren't listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away. That's why I use the parables. For they look and they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. That fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah from Isaiah 6. When you hear what I say, you won't understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. The hearts of these people are hardened. Their eyes cannot hear. Uh, excuse me, their ears cannot hear. Their eyes cannot see. Their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand. They cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Jesus says, I'm using the parables not so that it's easier to understand, but so it's harder. Why in the world would Jesus do that? Because remember where we ended last week? The Pharisees had started a gossip campaign against Jesus. The more Jesus taught, the more people understood, the more followers he gained, the more the Pharisees rejected him. So Jesus began speaking in ways that they would not understand. Now that seems unusual, but you know what? In Acts chapter 15, verse 5, at the end of Paul's first missionary journey, this would be about 15 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. Acts chapter 15, verse 5. Some of the believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and spoke. Jesus' strategy worked. Sometimes the answer to the question that we use to start 
What do you do when Jesus' words make people angry? Sometimes the answer is, give them a little space. Don't push and push and push because you push them into rejection. Give them some space. Give them time. Eventually, they just might come around and begin to believe. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, what do we do when Scripture doesn't make sense?